0: Mayor Leopold. Enclosed, find our report on the group we're calling the Jacko Gang. Uh, please note that the uh, document uses code names due to captured members' refusal to speak on their nature or origin.
1: Hi, I'm Jim Ryan, and I am playing Karloff Carradine.
0: The group is engaged in limited, targeted raids, mostly for intact technology or specialty resources, but not for food or water.
2: Hi, I'm Ben, and I'm playing Jones Johnson IV.
0: How they acquire membership is currently unknown, but we've had reports of children seen among their ranks.
3: Hi, I'm Zoe, and I'm playing Comet Baby Teeth Sharps.
0: We still have no information on how they've acquired their advanced terror technology.
4: Hi, I'm Lucy, and I'm playing Vake.
0: It is the conclusion of this logistics team that you employ ego drivers to deal with the problem, and better to pay them than to risk people we care about. Welcome back to Tabletop Garden, an actual play podcast where we collaborate on short, self-contained stories about interesting characters, and we do it with an agenda. I'm Gregory Avery Weir, and I would like to thank you for your patience, as I've dealt with some stuff that has affected some of my projects. To avoid another unplanned hiatus, I'm making a couple of changes about how I'm doing tabletop garden editing. First, I'm going to make sure that there's an entire campaign, an entire storyline, finished being recorded and edited before I start releasing it. So that might mean a larger gap between campaigns, but it should prevent there being a large gap in the middle of a campaign. And second, just in order to make editing a little easier, you might notice this being a little rougher from here on in. You'll probably hear a few more ums a little more table chatter or, or background noise, but I'll continue edit out anything that I think would be really unpleasant to listen to or doesn't actually contribute to the story or the conversation happening as part of the game. And so, without further preamble, we continue Ego Driver, a post-apocalyptic vehicular combat campaign using the big-eyes, small-mouth, third-edition rules. As always, our agenda will be to honestly portray diverse characters— pursue healthy play practices, and craft story with social responsibility. Additionally, for this campaign, we'll be following the agenda, Save Yourself, Make It Look Good, and Live Like You're Dying. If you like the show, you can find more info on it at tabletop.garden. Please tell your friends, share it on social media, and if you want to support the show, my Patreon is at patreon.com slash Avery Weir. We now continue Tabletop Garden. Eco driver.
1: Okay, good. And so I'm going to very briefly, because I know how my radio sounds, I'm going to very briefly try to uh, break through B2, D2, A3, E4, B5, E5 however much of that gets through.
0: All right, so you get kind of a layout of roughly where these bikers are. Comet.
1: Just like Battleship. Exactly. <laughs> Hello.
3: I'm really interested in trying to not go through a portal, but shoot through a portal and see if I can hit bikers without, I don't know, if bullets pass through portals. Can I reach this portal?
0: Uh, Yeah, you can make your way along the, the streets and take a left and be facing that portal.
3: When I am facing this portal, can I see a biker through it?
0: Yeah, you can see a biker that is looking back through the... Actually, uh, I take that back. They are not looking back through the portal. They are looking in horror off to one side. (laughs) As if they just saw someone horribly, brutally killed several blocks away.
3: Great to know. I would like to use my machine gun to fire through the portal at that biker. As long as they don't look like my mom, so far as I can tell.
0: Uh, They're wearing a helmet.
3: Well, I'm going to say, I hope this isn't my mom, before opening fire. (laughs) All right. And that will hit.
0: They hear your gun spinning up and look over just in time to not dodge with a 9 versus your 16.
3: And that ignores 12 armor.
0: And because you beat them by... Oh, yeah. Seven.
3: I hit an extra time for every three points over the defense roll.
0: So you hit them three times, ignoring 12 armor each time, 38 damage each time. So that means that 30 of that That's gets through. So your machine gun just tears through them. They they look shocked for a moment and then just get torn apart by your bullets. And the biker that you're right next to, Vake, is looking at this stuff in horror and looks at you and says... I knew I couldn't trust an ego driver.
4: Uh, okay, I just asked you to please be quiet.
0: Uh, Karloff and Vake, uh, you hear another strange, almost musical noise. And over on a building that's sort of equidistant between the two of you, uh, you see a, a line of light. And a woman is there, and she's moving as if ice skating on the surface of the building, she's not in a vehicle. She's just wearing some sort of skates, and she rides in a in a wide circle and does a hop up onto the sort of pointy tip that's at the at the top of this building. There's sort of a tower, a, a mast coming up out of it, and hangs onto the mast and looks around. She gestures out with a hand. And all of the portals vanish and they reappear in different places. One of them is close enough that you can see her illuminated in the golden light of the portal. And she's wearing a black leather suit and a red bow tie. She has that that golden glow from her skates is lighting up the, the ground around her feet. And she reaches into her jacket and pulls out Something small that glitters, uh, and she flicks it at Karloff. Oh boy! Like she's flipping a coin.
1: Oh, that doesn't look good. Right, let me go ahead and roll this. Oh yeah, that's not good.
0: So she rolled a 19. You rolled a 12. It did hurt. <laughs> she ignores 20 of your armor.
1: Ah, huh, that would your be all. Armor of it. is 28.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you've got personal armor do too, some right? I have
1: personal armor. I think not a lot. Okay. But, uh...
0: I have your total noted as twenty-eight. Forty-one of that damage gets through as a glittering coin from her hand punches through the windshield of your car, and does it? Uh, does it impact your body, or is this just like? Exhaustion and shock damage.
1: Well, that's an interesting question because that takes me below my... Uh, that that gets, puts me at negative 11.
0: <laughs> probably don't have enough energy to dispense. This is going to take you mm-hmm. out. So she flicks this coin and it zips through the air and uh, flies straight through the uh, windshield of of Karloff's car and through him. I'm going to say that it's probably a gut hit, because she's up on that mass so she's angling down it punches into your into your stomach and blood spreads out and you can tell that you are wounded bad
1: you're going to hear just crackling over the radio C3 <laughs> and then it's just going to be static And he just sort of looks down and he he kind of chuckles because he never expected to be taken out by a, uh, a coin to the gut.
0: This seems like a good time to do a quick chat before we wrap up for this recording session. So we have three agenda principles for this campaign. We've talked about the first two save yourself and make it look good, but we haven't yet talked about the third live like you're dying. Don't be afraid of failure. You're not going to last long anyway, so don't waste a second being cautious. So, this is this sort of fatalistic live each day like it's your last and also don't be afraid to sacrifice yourself is a theme that shows up a lot in this sort of fiction. It also is in interesting tension with the idea of saving yourself and giving up your allies. But there's also something that I find interesting in role-playing games, which is that there's a certain approach to role-playing games where you want to win and you want to do what makes you successful and to regard failing character failure as something that you've done wrong as a player. But
4: Mm
0: -hmm. one perspective that I like is looking at failure as an opportunity to have dramatic events happen
4: yeah okay. i i mean i love failing <laughs> sorry no, go it was, ahead it's all you uh yeah i mean i like failing and i mean not as much in in real life i guess but, um a lot in games because i think um thinking about failure for a character is often pretty interesting um in role-playing games that i've played before at least. I know in this particular game, uh in the whatever session it was when Vake died, uh I knew Lucy, I knew that when they got out of the tank and climbed into that car that that was a terrible idea. <laughs> like that was not smart. Uh but I was like, well, live like you're dying. <laughs> and that's what Vake would do, so that's what I did. And I think it was dramatic. So I guess it um, succeeded on that front. It was very dramatic.
0: Uh, Jim, as, as both the person who just had uh, had a character taken out, and as someone in a situation where I don't think this was a necessarily a case of Karloff. Karloff certainly took a risk going through an unknown portal, but he also got taken out by an enemy that had just shown up, and that you didn't even kind of have enough information on to evaluate the risk of. How do you feel about this failure and, and, and loss as, as a dramatic element in, in role-playing? So
1: it's interesting. Um, I think that it's always uh, something that can be very good for the story if it is done in a way that means something.
0: Mhm.
1: I think that well, having not too long ago been through another in-character death after a campaign that was building up very largely to that character being taken out and there were signs of it everywhere. Um contrasting this with mm-hmm. that, I I'm going to say this was not, shall we say, rife with meaning per se, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, this was just yeah. kind
0: of like random Oh, but shit. I
1: think it's very appropriate for the setting, and I think this mm-hmm. is very much spinning a narrative where this is an enemy that we did not know very much about and we very sorely underestimated. And this is the first time I feel like we've had a kind of a thing where we see failure on the horizon, potentially. Mm-hmm. And so... I think that kind of thing is good. That kind of reversal, I think, is good and almost necessary for a story in which we've had, for the most part, unbridled success. Now, yes, Vake did get taken out last
0: time. Uh,
4: Speak for yourself.
0: (laughs) Uh, But I I think it definitely is the case that, like, we we can all see how Vake could have come out of that just Uh, fine.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is that, yeah, Vake did get taken out last uh, before. So, I mean, that is. Uh, The exception to what I was, what I was talking about, but it didn't take.
0: And I think that, I think that having established that it didn't take, we're, we're sort of, we've set a, a certain expectation for this campaign that I don't know that it is certain that Karloff is gone, right? Okay. Like, this is a setting where, where death is, is not, not necessarily getting taken out of a scene we don't know whether or not something is going to happen to save him like it did to Vake. You know, we don't know whether someone could stabilize him or not. Um, but I, I think that some campaigns can be like, oh, well, you got taken out, so you're dead. I think that, that this is a campaign where it's more where some of that weight is taken out by the fact that like death apparently isn't necessarily final in this, this particular subgenre. Does that cheapen it?
1: I don't know that it does. I think that death should represent, well, death. Uh, I think that something like being taken out should represent, in some way, the story moving forward for that character, that character's mm. arc. It's going to affect them. Uh, I don't think we've had enough time to see how Vake's return has affected them. Yeah.
4: I'm headed for apotheosis. <laughs> Excellent. Just heads up. <laughs> this is a, This is a theme with you. <laughs>
0: You, you, have, you have died and come back and therefore represent some sort of prophetic being.
2: One of the things that I, I'm kind of reminded of about dying being a bad thing mm-hmm. is connected to some of the mechanics of the earlier gaming systems. The modern yeah. gaming system, you know, 5e, if you die and write a new character, the rules say build a character at the same level as the party. Whereas in second ed, the rule was you built a character a level lower than the party.
0: Yeah, going back to Dungeons and Dragons again, death there yes. meant losing something real beyond the emotions, which which are absolutely real. You also like lost time, like the progress of numbers that you made was was dropped.
2: Yeah, and even even back in that system, if you could get brought back to life, you were still generally. Permanently less capable as a character because you could only be brought back so many times, and it would reduce some of your stats potentially. And you know, D and D wasn't the only game that had systems like that. Shadowrun, you know, when you came back, you um, couldn't get all the benefits of a character who's had time to build their character over over the period of the various roles you can take advantage of when you're you're building long term. And it's actually one of the things I'm I'm glad that the modern systems step away from because I feel a lot of people weren't willing to have a story arc where their character would sacrifice themselves because they're like, well, it's a cool story, but then next week I'm playing a dude who's weaker than everyone else, and that's no fun.
0: Yeah, it it seems like... One could defend that sort of mechanic by saying that it made death more meaningful, but if it also makes it so that people are unwilling to engage in the narrative meaning because it's just plain inconvenient from a you know gamey rulesy standpoint. If that is the intended purpose of having death be so painful, I don't think that it actually succeeds.
2: And like this this moment that we just had, whether or not the death is final or not, it's it's one that we see a lot in stories, which is well, how do we signify that this villain is a major threat? Well, they just show up and someone gets effectively one shot, even though I mean, you did have uh, Karloff had some damage on him before yeah. uh, the the attack was thrown, but still, the it's that that moment you see in a lot of movies and in a lot of a lot of TV shows where the new enemy shows up and someone in the party gets taken out immediately just to signify this is an actual threat. This is not the same mooks you've been dealing with so far. And so while it, it may not be the this character's been building up for the moment, it's still a, a solid statement moment for the NPC and for the, the players to recognize the threat level.
0: And hopefully it doesn't take stuff away from that if later on someone is dug up out of the rubble and and has managed to be rescued or whatever. But that's in part on how the story is told and and whether, I guess, whether, as, as y'all are saying, there's that lasting effect on the character of this experience they've gone through. Zoe, have you ever gone through the experience of, of having a character die? I guess in the first fight, you had a time when we, due to a sketchy rules call for me, your your character was on the <laughs> yeah. chopping block.
3: Um, and that was, I, I think that's just a, that feels a little bit different than, um, you know, having a character for a handful of sessions who makes makes a choice or, or rolls poorly. But I while I haven't personally had a character that has died, um, I've been in a uh, 5e game where... Uh, not a character died, but but a a character's uh, animal companion um, died, and it was like a very very climactic moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, having that moment, while it was like super devastating for everyone, it is one of the most memorable times that I can think of of this like group that I've been with for almost a year now, uh, playing five e with. Um, and I think of like uh, comparing comparing that game to my my Pathfinder game. Mm-hmm. Even though I I find myself much more emotionally distressed at the Five E game, uh, our our GM has put us in a lot more um, tough and risky situations and and thrown a lot more stuff at us than the other game. And having those opportunities for failure, where 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 you know it is it is a hard fight. People do make death saves like we have, you know, characters down for the whole fight or away, or I don't know, something like that. Um, I think that like being, being in a, in a game system where failure is less mechanically devastating is really rewarding. Um, and I would really, I I look forward to having the opportunity at some point to play a game where failure literally is rewarded with experience rather than, uh, experience being granted by success because um, I think that I don't know for from a narrative perspective, um, those are the moments that are much more defining like seeing 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 your characters make tough choices rather than you know, just really really kick the crap out of the bad dude and and get all the loot. It's hard with these like shorter story arcs like we're doing for this tabletop garden because I feel like it's hard to get attached to. Uh, characters and and groups over just a few sessions, but um, I think that is a really important um, part of these worlds that we're building to sort of you know make those tough choices, and especially since they are shorter. um, I don't know. It takes a little bit of the weight out of failure, but it Mm -hmm. also makes it a little bit more freeing.
0: Does anyone else have thoughts on that sort of... on on failure that falls short of death or major loss? Just the the low-level failures that and their effect on story and drama
4: Uh, i was thinking about something zoe just said about mechanics um you know that monster of the week uh, i can't remember which system that is apocalypse yeah powered
0: by (laughs) the apocalypse space
4: powered by the apocalypse they reward you know experience when you fail which i think is an interesting mechanic although the the um from what i've heard of it it doesn't really particularly seem to motivate the players to fail particularly so i'm not sure
0: one rule that that i think is interesting in the chronicles of darkness system which is the the revision to the new world of darkness system is that you can get experience points essentially for to for turning a regular failure that you had into a dramatic failure and making it worse which is oh, yeah. i think a more compelling Uh, thing for a player to consider
4: i like that mechanic too Uh, i was also contrasting the mechanics of all of these games with my current most long-term game which is in rosette
0: rosette diceless yes rosette (laughs) (laughs) Um. or futureproofgames.com for more stuff that we've made (laughs) <laughs>
4: Greg, I'm uh, not it,
3: sure I caught that. Could you say it two <laughs> more times?
4: But it's all uh consent based. So you're never making a choice because of a dice roll and you're always thinking about the kind of story that you want to tell, and you always get to decide what the effects of failure mean for your characters. So it is interesting to contrast that kind of play with this kind of play and Um, certainly Karloff's possible death, I think is very jarring, right? Because there's no control over that. Um, but I'm not sure that I value that more or less than a more consent-based, um, sort of system.
1: I think as far as failures in general are concerned, I think that I really like the idea that failure should be interesting. And it should drive things forward, regardless of how major or minor it is. I do like the way that games like Monster of the Week and Dungeon World turn failure into a learning experience. Your character gets more experience, more experience points when they fail. But then, I also like the philosophy that missing a role doesn't necessarily mean that you have failed at your task per se, mm-hmm. it means that again, in Powered by the Apocalypse terms, the GM gets to make a hard move against you. So you might be able to do something, but it could come at great cost.
0: Yeah, you're not rolling to see if you move the plot forward. You're rolling to see if you how much control you have and how many downsides you have to take as part of that
1: exactly. progression. And even one of the things that I like about Rosette Diceless, for example,
3: uh, (laughs) (laughs) I tried to hold it together. This episode was sponsored by Rosette Diceless. (laughs) Rosette Diceless. What's the website again?
0: RosetteRPG.com.
1: Rosette Diceless. That's the one you want to check out. (laughs) <laughs> or look us up on DriveThruRPG. Drive-thru right.
0: Or on Kindle or Amazon Print On
1: Demand.
0: Sorry, right, you were sure saying. what I was saying. With,
1: with moving was the platform. One of the things that I like about Rosette Diceless is that regardless of whether you are succeeding or failing, you are always moving things forward. Things are always changing. And the GM has to react to whatever the characters are doing because that forms the plot so Mm -hmm. i very much think that in games that are meant to be focused on the pcs as protagonists failure should definitely inform everything that's going on as much as success and should always have significance to it
0: yeah well thank you all for chatting with me about that and this is the end of one recording session but at the next recording session we will resume in the ruined city of Yetnikov, and we will find out what happens to the rest of you as you face Billy Jean. Fake. Oh. You are standing on a rooftop next to a biker who expressed anger at you, uh, but who has who did who did not shoot at you? Um. Did did you hit this person? And then say you didn't want to kill them.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, that was that was usual gamer logic.
0: Okay. Uh, they did. I said not...
4: I don't want to hurt you anymore.
0: Okay. Uh, they have not attacked back yet, uh, even though they. No, they could have.
4: Yeah, they had a turn.
0: They look like they are about to retaliate now.
4: Oh, so they're
0: like pulling out their their gun.
4: They're pulling out their gun. Yeah. I thought we had a good talk.
0: You can also see diagonally across an intersection on a nearby building. You can see Billie Jean has her back to you.
4: Oh, interesting. Huh. Then I guess what I am going to do is uh, something I am certain to regret. And I'm going to just leave my friend and behind here yes. on top of this building and go because i saw what happened right mm-hmm. yeah you coin. saw her
0: throw her hand out and uh heard karloff get cut off over the radio or give a dying soliloquy over the radio <laughs> <laughs>
1: very short soliloquy
4: <laughs> i am going to go bounding um with Paul. Um, off of my building onto Billie Jean's building. I'll take the attack of opportunity, if that is a thing. It is not. Excellent. Um, And try to leap over to her building in an attempt to surprise her.
0: All right, give me your uh, acrobatics. You very deftly step off of the railing to this building and leap up in the air towards the next one? Or are you going to come down attacking with a leaping attack?
4: Uh, Yeah, I am. I don't 100% know how this game works in this sort of thing. But um, I mean, I don't think I could possibly one shot her, but I don't want to kill her. I really just want to make her stop throwing coins at people.
0: <laughs> All right, you can you can choose not to do full damage if it's going to kill her. You can basically decrease your damage value as much as you want.
4: Okay, here's my leaping attack.
0: All right. She rolled a 15. You rolled an 18. Uh, so that will hit. Uh, you swing down at her, and around her you see that static bubble. As soon as your your pull comes down that that's the indicator of a force field, you strain against this force field and manage to punch through, but it very much slows down your strike. So you only deal one point of damage to her. What? But her force field is now dropped uh, by one step.
4: I also, once I have her attention, which I assume I now do.
0: Yeah, she wheels around and (laughs) kind of looks you up and down and says, what the
4: hell? I say- I see you have six fingers on your left hand. Someone wants to meet you.
0: She looks at you very blankly and says, What?
4: (laughs) I say it a little bit louder this time.
0: (laughs) She kind of backs up a few steps and says, Where did you get that weapon?
4: Uh, I've... Had it for a while. I don't see how that's relevant to the moment at hand. We're in the midst of an intense family situation here.
0: <laughs> I will do the biker's turn now. Uh, so the those portals shifted the last time that Billie Jean waved her hand. And the bikes that are in front of the new portals now drive through. And two of them are crossing paths near Comet's vehicle, and two of them are crossing paths sort of up ahead of Jones's vehicle. And so you can each see that that glow, that bright glow from cross streets, and then you hear the roaring of motorcycles, engines, and then these bikes each emerge and fire at you as you go past with those strange glowing tracer bullets. So on Comet... Their first attack is a ten. Yours is a, your defense is a sixteen, so you manage to duck down and move your car a bit to to avoid any lasting damage. The second biker that swoops by,
3: do I DCV again?
0: Yeah. Okay. So they rolled a nine, and you rolled an eleven. Uh, so this one also, this one's a little closer, but you manage to to duck down and avoid all of this rain of bullets. But there are definitely a few. Uh, glowing holes in in various thinner parts of your vehicle that suggest that these things can chew through armor in an unsettling fashion. Oh boy. For Jones, you've got two against you.
2: I do have extra defense.
0: Alright, here's the first one. Wow, they are rolling really badly. Uh, this one, they rolled an 8, you rolled a 17. Uh, so, in this case, you probably are just able to like, adjust one of your armor platings to just ricochet those bullets off completely harmlessly, and this one does hit.
2: I'm gonna reroll.
0: Okay, you're using your Divine Relationship, and Ooh. you had a 14 before, now you've got a 16, which is enough to avoid their attack of 15. Uh, so this one is, is a little closer, but luckily their front tire hits a rock just as they're firing, and it lifts their arm just enough to avoid hitting a weak point in your armor. And they zoom back through and end up back on the rooftops again. Billie Jean looks at Fake and says, What do you mean, family situation?
4: I mean, I feel like this is sort of a, a dramatic moment. For you, mostly, I'm really third party here. However, I do not mean to kill you.
0: Are you the assassins from Niederdorf? You've already killed my oh, siblings.
4: Your siblings? Yeah. I- I knew it. I knew it was intense family drama.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm talking metaphorically. Jones?
2: When we last left uh, Billie Jean, she Mm -hmm. she is up on the roof, but I thought she was kind of elevated on the roof.
0: Yeah, she's up on a mast, um, like an antenna mast. So I guess Vake swung down at her and then landed... Maybe on the, is, is Vake up on the antenna mast with her or is Vake down on the rooftop?
4: Uh, I think it probably makes more sense that I did some sort of flippy thing and then landed down below.
0: All right. So you've kind of been shouting back and forth. So yeah. So uh, Billie Jean is visible to Jones. Vake is not, although Billie Jean is clearly talking to someone down on the roof.
2: Yeah, I I never understand quite what Vake is doing, but in the <laughs> principle of attempting to keep Billie Jean alive, I will, however, do something that should help us in the long term of the fight. The uh, laser that's been protected up on the top of my vehicle will angle up, and I am going to take... A series of shots from the very angry red prism on the front of it. I will be willingly lowering its damage down to one.
0: Okay. I will remind you that you don't reduce force fields until you get through them.
2: Correct. Okay. This specific attack has 55 force field penetration. Sorry, 56.
0: All right. Um, <laughs>
2: and his auto is auto fire.
0: So, Jones rolled a 21. Billie Jean got a 19, so... You, One of those laser bolts hits her It punches just about straight through her force field With a shimmer of static But just leaves a little burn On the the shoulder of her leather suit okay, uh, And so she looks down um, So yes, her, her force field has dropped again But um, she does have she, some
2: armor on underneath
0: uh, It looks like it probably hurt her Like she winces uh, okay. But it is just one damage
2: all right yeah I mean, it's only one. I'm not trying to kill. I'm trying to annoy. (laughs) I really need some cover from these bikers constantly trying to do these drive-bys. What is the internal consistency of the building directly in front of me?
0: Uh, The building directly in front of you is... I'll say it's... Well, let me just roll a die or two dice since this is Besom. It's got a, a pretty good mix of some small spaces and some dense rubble.
2: Okay. I'm going to try and find some area that's slightly more rubble. Okay. Just to give me some cover.
0: And you're avoiding...
2: I'm avoiding structural because I don't need to bring down lots of buildings.
0: All right. And are you, you're generally trying to kind of not have a direct line of sight to the outside?
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm figuring I'm going to be trying to do the opposite of what they're doing, but with buildings instead of portals.
0: All right. <laughs> So you dig into the to the rubble that's inside this building, and I guess, yeah, Vake is the only one with a decent line of sight on this. You see him just drive into a building, and the building doesn't seem to go down this time. Vake, uh, Billie Jean just said that when she said sibling, it was a metaphor.
4: Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, Comet. Comet. <laughs> Uh, you've just gotten shot at. You probably can't see very clearly what's going on at the top of the building where Billie Jean is just because you're directly at the base of it.
3: That makes sense.
0: But you could see some light flashing from her, what you don't know are her rollerblades and the sound of Karloff falling unconscious over the radio.
4: Comet, would you like to be apprised of this situation with your parental unit?
3: (laughs) Um, yes, yes, Jalissa, that would would be good.
4: Your parental unit is located on top of this building. There's sort of a laser pointer situation (laughs) that transpires. I love it. It seems that your parental unit has murdered one of your colleagues. Fuck. In other news, she is now attempting to explain literary devices to Vake. I can tell her from personal experience that this is a useless task. <laughs>
3: uh, I'm not entirely surprised.
0: Billy Jean kind of tilts her head and lifts a, a finger to her ear and says uh, to Vake, "Are they? Who are they talking about?"
4: Who are? Th- uh, who are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Your people are on the radio talking about our parental unit.
4: Oh, that's you. You're the parental unit.
2: No, no, I'm not. Comet, what do you do? Truly, we have sent our best diplomat. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is great. Uh, I'm going to just keep trying to take out other bikers because I, in character, can't really think straight about anything that's going on right now. So if I drive over like to this area...
0: You drive between the two portals.
3: I don't want to stop in between quite yet, but do I see any people with my nose I'm just trying to get my nose like barely stuck out. Do I see anything through either of those portals?
0: Yeah, if you inch forward, you see like the edge of a tire. Having seen you fire through the portal at their allies before, they've definitely taken cover.
3: Makes sense.
0: You might be able to get a shot off.
3: Well, now it's time to try another thing to do through a portal, because I really don't want to die on top of a rooftop like our friend did, because it's going to be hard to get him down. I'm going to try to use an area attack through a portal. All right. My vehicle around. I'll head right up to a portal where I can see a wheel coming through, and I'm going to use my uh, stunning energy blast weapon uh, and see if it'll work through a portal. Uh, it has a range of, or an area of ten meters, looks like.
0: Say they've got a plus three to their defense since you're kind of they've got cover and also they're you're not doing your full circle since it's going through a portal.
3: Fair enough. I will roll ACV. That's pretty decent.
0: All right. Alrighty. So you roll an eighteen. Weird. They, uh, even with their bonus, roll a twelve. So you still catch them in the blast.
3: I'm gonna. I'm gonna get you. That's uh, yeah, 56 points of damage, um, and the target needs to make a body stat roll uh, at a 12, or they will be stunned. And in this case, that's a an electrical short, so their their equipment fails. It doesn't necessarily hurt them unless they have a pacemaker or something, or they're a cyborg.
0: We'll say that it ends up being the biker that's closest to you, so they take 36 damage after their armor absorbs some of the blast and then they make a you said body
3: mm-hmm.
0: their body check is 15 so they are not stunned
3: All right, and that is what I do
0: vague you see a blast of electricity come out of one of the portals and cascade over the biker there and they they're definitely shocked but they don't drop or anything
4: comet that was a good one <laughs> thanks julissa I am happy to assist you. (laughs) Oh, my God.
3: (laughs) I love her. (laughs) All
4: right.
0: It is Billie Jean's turn.
4: Don't worry. If she wants to conversate some more, I am ready.
2: (laughs) Heavily armed conversationalist.
4: Pow, 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 pow.
0: So she, from up on the antenna, gestures with her hand, uh, and you see those portals shift again and she reaches into her jacket and pulls out another coin and sort and rolls it over her knuckles and then flips it over her shoulder just like up into the air and you see it glitter for a moment and then go up into the like you lose sight of it and she says who is it that I'm supposed to be the parent of?
4: To be 100% honest with you I'm super concerned about where that coin is going to land
0: and Comet
4: Hello.
0: Um, this is just going to be a defense roll based on how how good your uh, positioning is in being in a safe spot in your vehicle because you kind of can't see this one coming.
3: I'm probably just sitting in in the driver's seat, just looking around to see if I see anything.
0: Then maybe it's more well, of your armor placement.
3: Not trying to do anything special.
0: She's at a penalty for this roll.
3: Whoa. <laughs> That's a, so a good one.
0: She rolled an eighteen to hit.
3: And I'll roll DCV. Maybe I'm rolling hot. Alright, let's unless adding a couple points will Hmm. That wouldn't be bad. I feel like it's not justifiable to use energy points here, that since I don't see it coming, so I'm going to leave that roll.
0: All right, so you're kind of sitting there looking, probably trying to see if you see the the biker fall over, and all of a sudden you hear a very loud bang as a coin penetrates straight through the roof of your vehicle. Oh, boy. So it ignores 20 of your armor.
3: All right, that leaves me with 40 because I got too much armor after that first incident.
0: And 9... Uh, oh, at least you have forty. Yeah. So nine damage comes through. So you're probably what? Are you cut by it?
3: Um, I think that
0: makes sense.
3: I think maybe uh, one of the the sleeves of my denim jacket is no longer
4: fully attached.
3: No, not your jacket. It's okay. I can patch it up. It's okay, guys.
4: <laughs> Look, there's skin and there's fashion.
3: <laughs> you're right. They are <laughs> two separate things. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Jolissa. <laughs> Billie Jean kinda shrugs at fake. At
4: that wasn't Jolissa.
3: It's just Lucy.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Jolissa doesn't
4: make jokes unless unless you tell her to.
0: So I will real quick move these portals around.
4: Are you requesting a joke? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank
3: you. Uh ouch.
0: <laughs> yeah, with where you are, I think all the portals are gonna be centering on comet.
3: <laughs> Yay.
2: <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> nice, cool. I thought at least a couple of them would go crazy, but maybe not.
0: I think if they can't get like if they can't don't see a way too fire on Jones, I'm not sure I, they'll
2: I just they'll didn't think all four would come through this turn. I thought only two were coming through this turn. Ah. Which is a tactical error on my part.
0: And we'll give we'll give one of these folks a quick break.
4: Cause they just got shot at.
0: Actually that person's injured too.
4: You know, what some people call uh, tactical mistakes, other people might call dramatic. For sure. Vake, you're up. Vake is having a quick interchange mentally. It seems like Billie Jean is uh, monitoring radio and not telepathy. So, I don't... (laughs) Anyway. Vake, uh, mentally, is like... What's the opposite of matricide or patricide? I can't think of what the alternate thing would be like when you're, you're not when you're trying to kill your parent, but when you're trying to kill your child.
3: Infanticide is baby killing, but I don't know about just regular child killing. Do I want to Google that on my work computer? Probably not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's close enough.
4: It is not necessary to Google anything on your work computer. It is infanticide fake. That is the word you are searching for. Infanticide. That's what you're trying to do. Now she's saying that out loud to um, Billie Jean, but it probably comes off a little bit weird <laughs> because she's just had sort of, or sorry, they have just had a, well, I guess she being Jolissa and they being Vake have just had an internal conversation, which has now become external.
0: <laughs> Billie Jean says, I'm trying to kill a baby.
4: Well, yeah, you're a baby. That doesn't seem cool at all. I'm really rethinking whether I should be trying to hurt you harder. Look, whoever
0: you're talking about, this kid is not my son or my daughter or whatever. All right? I've never had a kid.
4: Wow, that really reminds me of something I've heard recently. But Vake is going to try to do something acrobatic to pop up there and uh, hit Billie Jean with pole. Okay. Uh, do I need to do an acrobatic yeah. check first or just an attack?
0: Uh, actually, you've... yeah, there's a, there's a chance you won't be able to, to make it up there. Mm. No, never mind. Your pole extends enough. Just just give me the attack.
4: Okay. I am not going to use leaping just this time. Just pole.
0: Okay.
4: I mean, I'm asking. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, up to you. You can leap or not.
4: Okay. Well, then I will leap
0: the The risk with leaping is leaping is if you miss, you're kind of off balance when you land. Correct. All right, So you rolled Oof. a nine, and she rolled a fifteen. You leap up there, and she dodges to one side and does a really deft twirl around the pole. And your your whiff uh, throws you off balance, and when you land, you have to you're you're kind of splayed out a little bit. Your three-point landing is a little bit more of a 3.78 landing.
4: Yeah, because it's more of a four-point landing. Damn it. He
0: says, look, I don't know what you're trying to pull here. Why won't you just leave us alone?
4: I just told you, we're not even trying to hurt you. I mean, and when I say we, I mean at least a solid, well, now at this point, 75% of us. That That's a lot. <laughs>
0: She says, you just tried to hit me with a military-grade weapon. And you hear the roaring of engines again as the bikes ride through the portals for an all-out assault on Comet. Yay. So this will be four attacks. Here's the first one.
3: Which I, let's see.
0: You'll defend against each one.
3: And each time I have to roll slightly I get a penalty, right?
4: Right, yeah. Okay. I believe in you, Comet. You got this. Thanks. As I hear some bullets getting very
3: close to hitting me.
0: The first bike roars past the front of your car with a 12 of an attack. You rolled a 13. So bullets go all around your car and a few of them you managed to to duck out of the way of as they punch through your windshield and ricoch- or they don't even ricochet they just pass through your car harmlessly the second attack comes from behind and you're at a minus one to defend against oh, it
3: I am going to just have that attack
0: they rolled a 14 and your final roll was a 12 and so they're going to ignore 40 of your armor
3: okay so that leaves me with 20 armor, so I take 15 points of damage. Yep. All right.
0: So you're kind of ducking down and have barely recovered from that first attack when a bunch of bright red bullet holes appear in the back door of your car. And what? where do these bullets end up?
3: Um, These ones end up... Um, I think my passenger seat's probably pretty well screwed at this point. Um, I I might I might get one in. I I, w- I would like to avoid getting hit in any very important places for now. I might get uh one through the uh, the back seat and into my into my like love handles and maybe take take a couple of arm shots. Again, the jacket is not not really gonna make it out of here so well
0: that's the real tragedy here
3: it really is i mean i'm replaceable but but that's a nice jacket
0: the third attack comes from in front of you and you're at a minus three this time
3: oh boy try to roll hot i'm going to spend uh a number of energy points to increase that roll
0: All right, they rolled a 12, and you got a 14, which would have dropped to 11. So you're going to need to spend 20 energy points in order to get a plus two.
3: I'm willing to do that. Um, I would like to make some sort of last-minute driving maneuver to swing out of the way a little bit um, to avoid that attack.
0: All right, so you, you throw the wheel to one side and slam on the accelerator just in time to... Get slightly out of the way of of those shots. (laughs) And then your fourth attack on you comes from behind again, and you're going to be at a minus six against this one.
3: Which is the most minus you can get in this, right? Yeah. I can't be any more minus. Oh, that's a pretty good one. Hell yeah.
0: So they rolled an 11. You rolled a 17.
3: Which is an 11. I'm going to spend... I'm gonna spend some more points and bump that up. It's just one. I wanna live to see my mom, even if it's right before I tie her up and throw her in the back of my car and take her <laughs> to the authorities.
0: Alright, so you spend ten more energy points and I sure do. Manage to just hunker down and withstand this this rain of bullets firing all above your head and probably a few of them punching through uh, some of the less important compartments of your car
3: i mean the driver's manual is ruined now i'm never gonna know how to you know set the right tire pressure in my car
4: i have looked up some information from ancient sage tim gunn on how to repair denim (laughs) thanks thanks jelissa these files are antiquities
3: (laughs) that's good (laughs) uh i'm sure i can um i'm sure i can
4: make it work make it work that is right
0: (laughs) well done everybody uh (laughs) jones yes um you're you've been able to follow most of what's been going on with your sonar you can see the vehicles pretty well once when they're on the ground so you were able to see that that hail of bullets on comet and then hear over the radio that she's okay um i think probably vacant and billy jean you've got less of a good idea of what's going on up there
2: then I guess I'm going to have to. We, we've just gotta. we got to get some of these numbers down a little bit. So from the because I guess on this side I'll see the back side of this portal. Does the uh, back side look real?
0: Yeah, the when you're when you're looking from so you're able to pull forward and look down this street and you know there are two portals on the street because you can see the light from both of them. But from the back side, you don't see. That portal so you only see the one ring of light you can't see the other portal okay except you know it's there because the light it's shedding but you can Alrighty. see through the distant portal um like the hint of a mirror of of some of a, a car that's in cover at the edge of the portal
2: okay um we'll at least try and take one out because i think the far portal is going to be too far for me to throw dynamite that's definitely out of range um, so since I've got the the laser up, I'm just going to fire the laser through there mm-hmm. and um I'm going to be aiming for the driver and trying to ignore the vehicle in front of him. okay, I, I think I'm annoyed at this point.
0: so you are trying to kill
2: uh yeah, okay. motorcycle dude i'm I'm good with that
0: cool. Um, you're only at a minus two to bi- ignore their armor. Um, you rolled an eighteen. They rolled a twelve, so you're you're effectively at a sixteen versus their twelve, which means that you hit twice and ignore the armor of their motorcycle.
2: And if they have any force field on their body, that's probably ignored too.
0: Okay. Do you punch armor at all
2: with that? No. So any body, any armor on their body still applies.
0: All right. So we'll say you're hitting this one. So you hit them twice for fourteen each. They have eight armor on, uh, just as part of their like motorcycle gear, Mm -hmm. as as an armor vest. Uh, So they end up taking a total of sixteen damage.
2: Okay.
0: Is that right? Fourteen minus eight. No, fourteen minus eight is six. So they end up taking twelve damage. Uh, so they're they're blasted by this this laser a few times um, and they're th- that thing burns a lot so they're clearly uh, you can see them lean a little bit into the portal enough to see that they're they're cradling the uh, the burns on their chest uh, but they don't seem to be to be down yet.
2: Yeah, I was hoping for more than two hits.
0: Comet you're kind of getting attacked from all sides at the moment.
2: I
3: sure am. Um and I would like to get out of that general area and head to a place where I'm not getting attacked from all sides. Vake andor Lucy, would you have told Julissa that they're monitoring our radio conversations while you mentally communicated with her? Oh, yes,
4: Julissa definitely notes that. Sh- shall we communicate um what? <laughs> <laughs> are we in, are we in character or out of character? Oh,
3: I was I was asking you that out of character, but um if uh I wouldn't think to ask Jolissa if we're being listened to.
4: Okay, Jolissa's um,
3: got you. But but if Jolissa <laughs> would probably say that. Um I I might I might ask jolis Jolissa, um, status update. Where 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 is everybody?
4: Comet, I am happy to accommodate your request. Uh let's see. Uh currently Vake is uh not very adequately dealing with your parental unit who does not seem to understand that she is a parental unit. Oh, geez. Uh addition. Yes. Uh Should you have any documentation to provide, I would be happy to uh, somehow uh, provide that information. Additionally, Jones is continuing to uh, attack your foes. And Karloff continues to be dead. Uh, In additional information, you should know that this channel is being monitored. Your parental unit seems capable of hearing over radio signals.
3: Oh, oh, oh. Oh um hey 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 mom it's me uh we haven't seen each other in a while uh Jolissa. by the way i'm not i'm not talking to you i just want to make that clear um just in case Oh thank you i
4: was becoming very confused
3: uh, yeah i don't think you're my mom even though i'm sure you'd be a great parent
0: um hey a um, hey, fake mom. Y- <laughs> you see uh billy jean like key a little a little radio control on her chest um and say hey kid look first of all if you're trying for a family reunion this is a real bad way to start uh also look you're confused all right i've babysat some kids in my time but you're not my child
3: okay well we can settle that later um uh all right uh i'm gonna get, try to find let's see who can i get to without
4: fake who does not hear that part of the conversation is also very confused <laughs> you're right i really don't think you're my mom <laughs> um so she
0: she looks yeah. down at you i don't i don't even how 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 does how do i make this reaction work even in genre <laughs> um
4: you're welcome
3: um i'm i'm going to go somewhere let's say while i was talking to my mom i was driving um i'm probably going to head back over to the first building and uh let's see they keep moving the portals so i'll just stand i'll stand i'll stand in my car i'll be in my car near my friend and is there a is there an attack readying mechanic in, in this game? Can I, yeah, can I prepare? You can,
0: you can prep an attack, um, but it'll just it'll you, it will drop your initiative once you take it.
3: That's fine. Um, if if a biker who isn't my mom comes in a direction accessible by my machine gun, uh, I would like, or yeah, I would like to shoot them with it, um, whether it's through a portal or. In person. All right. And that is that is all. Just going to hang out and, and assess the damage to my body.
0: Billie Jean says, oh, Man, I knew you ego drivers were ignorant stooges, but I didn't guess quite how stupid you really were.
4: That's mean.
0: And
2: she...
3: I regret doing what I just did. I don't. That's not a good place to be. But that's yeah, I'm, fine. I'm that's, not really
2: sure it's the best place either for you.
3: <laughs> that's. I didn't. I wasn't thinking about the fact that they were up on the roof and she had the coin toss. Whatever. I'm here now.
0: Uh, Shea uh, leans over, and I think that that probably both Comet and Jones can kind of see this tiny figure up there, uh, hanging to the, to the antenna mast.
3: I wave with my head popped out of the window like, hey, don't don't kill me. You're definitely my mom.
0: <laughs> and she gestures with her hand again to move the portals. And then she kind of looks Jones's vehicle over and uh, flourishes another coin and just chucks it overhand at Jones's vehicle. And you can see vague that there's like a little golden flash every time she tosses a coin
4: Jolissa will come on the radio for Jones to hear incoming coin for you Jones
2: oh dear
4: that is correct
2: yeah I'll spend two energy on that too I don't want to get hit with this thing
0: all right, so you you hear the the warning and you batten down the hatches and you hear just this incredibly loud ping come from from your armor as as a slug of silver hits with the as if projected by some sort of rail cannon but doesn't manage to penetrate through.
2: Yeah, I still think I'm going to curse cuz that probably sounds really loud inside a giant metal can.
0: She uh, pushes herself off from the antenna and lands on those skates, and skates up to the to the edge of the building where there have been clearly ramps set up, just with sheet metal leaning against the the edges of the roof, and skates up over a ramp and jumps into the air and looks down at Comet as she arcs in the air over that street and then lands on the the roof opposite and does that cool turning stop that you can do on skates and looks at fake and kind of shrugs and, and shouts. Just looks like some kid to me. Eastland, Next time so on Tabletop Garden, Ego Driver.
1: Yeah, to help finish me off. Just do whatever you're gonna do.
4: I do not find you reprehensible comet.
2: Jones is probably one of those folks who who believes in the, the terror that is nuclear weaponry.
3: No just just fuck off.
0: That's funny because I was just gonna say if you uh, if you run into Mayor Leopold again tell him the same thing. Big Eyes, Small Mouth, 3rd Edition was created by Guardians of Order. The theme music for this campaign is Wasteland by Phantom Elite, available under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. For more Tabletop Garden and to subscribe to us, visit tabletop.garden. And to support the work I do, visit patreon.com slash Gregory Avery Weir.